Gonzalo Credivo, Democrat running for mayor of Providence, is my guest. Welcome back. I had you last time on a Zoom call. It's nice to have you back. It's great to be here in person, Gene. Thank you. You were listening to Mayor Grabian from Pawtucket. He just had an old pipe collapse. And uh, you have those in Providence. Yes. And you have potholes. And you have a lot of things like that. That's really what goes on with a mayor, isn't it? Well, that's a part of it. That's a big part of it, making sure that, that we keep up with city maintenance and quality of life issues mm -hmm. that impact people directly. I want the streets clean. Sometimes I go to Atwell's Avenue. I don't like what I see. Atwell's and America Street. I, I, I don't know what to say about it. Have you seen, do you see that? I too? have. I was actually having lunch on Atwell's Avenue yesterday. And, okay. and one of the issues that we've had is, you know, there have been a lot of cuts over the years in, term, in, in the name of austerity, in the name mm -hmm. of saving money. And these cuts uh, turn into cuts in services. And what yeah. we really need to do is make sure that we're providing robust city services, particularly things that people see, people that come into town, right. you know, keeping our streets clean, sweeping them more than once every several months. And, and sometimes I have to go figure out your parking meters. You make it difficult sometimes <laughs> for somebody to come in and spend money. Right? I'm going up there to go to the restaurant. I've got to feed the meter if I could figure it out. And then there's dirt. And then this and that. Do you see kind of the complaints? No, oh, absolutely. And I think there's an opportunity to focus on these details that, that give people a sense, whether it's conscious or not, mm -hmm. that somebody is, is pay, taking a, uh, paying attention to the details and somebody cares about that experience. I know it's not glamorous, but it's the small little things day to day. Now let's talk about the big thing. Uh, the Supreme Court just cleared the way for the Fane Tower to go up. Uh, if the developer chooses to go ahead. If he does, and you win, that would be on your watch. Do you support construction of that Fane Tower? Well, Gene, I think we're beyond the point of, of offering opinions on whether there's support or opposition. The Supreme Court cleared the way. What right. we need to wonder now is, do the economics work for that building? Because, you know, this is an issue that's been in turmoil for several years now, and we've all seen how construction costs right. have skyrocketed. So that would be a concern so that we don't, you know, end up with a, with a half-completed building or with a site that could be developed for something else. But uh, if everything works out and it goes up, do you like the way it looks? Uh, are you for it or against it? Would you, would you get an apartment there? I mean, I don't think I could afford an apartment there, Gene. <laughs> but, you know, um, it, it's a, it's, it's, the building has a, a style or a, a look that I think doesn't necessarily fit in I could see to that. Providence. Yeah, no, I could see but, that. But, you know, I'm not an expert on architecture, and I think that's very subjective. I think, you know, the process the, has been very tortured, how mm -hmm. we got to this point. And, you know, the city has a comprehensive plan. I was part of the group that, that developed that con a comprehensive plan mm -hmm. a decade ago. And I think that w moving forward, we need to make these processes more predictable. And also, we need to um, make sure that we're getting community input and yeah. listening to that community. It looks like something that it might be more comfortable in Miami Beach, but I don't want to knock ar architecture because now you get into a real, you know, subjective, yeah. what I like, maybe what you like is different things. Just stay in that neighborhood for a second. I want to go further south on uh, Allen's Avenue there. It's a mess. What's your vision for that? So uh, the, that port area, which is the actual Port of Providence yep. and the neighboring uh, waterfront properties, is ripe for development. But we need to be thoughtful about that because currently what we've had is we've had a lot of heavy industrial use. The biggest use right now is bringing in fossil fuels and bringing in rock salt from, from, and, and from you, Western you, Europe. And exporting our scrap metal. And exporting. That's terrible. Yes, yes. I think there's an opportunity for us to, to redevelop that in a way that is responsible for the environment, creates more jobs, and also helps the city's tax base grow. 
I remember Cianci, he had a, a plan for three cities. Yes. It, was, it, was, it was very ambitious. It never got, got off the ground. Um, with regard to your schools, you know, the teachers' union was very vocal. They want them back. Want, want the city to take control yes. of that. Do you support that? Or you say, no, leave it with the state until it's completely fixed? As long as it takes, it takes. Well, I would argue that, that, that the takeover has not been particularly successful in, in making widespread improvements. I think we've seen some movement, and I'm very hopeful now that we have a, a permanent superintendent, somebody who's very vested in the system, mm -hmm. who came out of the system. And I think what, what we'll see is if we have long-term consistency and continuity in the efforts that we're doing, mm -hmm. whether the city takes control back, which I would like to see, or the state decides to keep it through 2027, which is what their proposal is, we need to have continuity. And one of the challenges that we've had is that there's always this changeover, this changeover in curriculum, this changeover in leadership, yeah. this changeover in philosophy, and that leaves everybody up in the air and creates uncertainty and turmoil. You know, if you're the mayor, uh, some of it might be a blessing. Look, I can't fix it, take it off my hands, and now it's the governor's problem. Well, here's the thing, it's all our problem because the kids that are coming out of that system are the workforce of tomorrow. Mm -hmm. they're, they're the people that are gonna work when, when you and I are, are, are thinking about retirement. Right. So we need to make sure that they're given every opportunity for success. What is your assessment of where we stand realistically with that school system? We know how bad it was. We know the state took it over. We also know just as they were getting started, the pandemic hit. Yes. And there are some who say there's been no real learning over the past two years. What, what is your assessment? I, I mean, I would argue that there has been some learning. I think people are adaptive. Teachers have adapted to, to, to online and distance mm -hmm. and, and mixed learning. Students and youth are incredibly adaptive. I think there's a lot of opportunity for growth. I think there's a lot of need for reform. But ultimately, we need to ensure that we are moving forward with one common agenda and not bickering about so many de different details mm -hmm. that often have very little to do with teaching and learning. Now, last time I had you in, I asked you point blank, are you defund the police? And, and you I told said absolutely me, not. Absolutely not. Correct. So if you're the mayor, you're not going to go after that police budget. No, what we, well, what we need to do is this. The, the current administration has already put two um, police academies yeah. into effect. Mm -hmm. And there's funding for a third police academy, which will bring us to pre-pandemic funding uh, staffing okay. levels. What we need to do is is make sure that we don't ever fall into a situation where we have such a precipitous dip in the staffing as we saw over the last couple of years. And we need to make sure that police is acting in a responsive, accountable way. Right. And we also need to invest in our community and our youth. So we have to get at the root of what causes violence and crime. I just have a minute left. Uh, you're not defund the police. You're supporting State Senator Sam Bell for re-election. He is defund the police. In fact, he told the Providence Journal, uh, Bell alone, among those who responded, said, yes, we should get to work on defunding the police. Why would you support him for that? Well, I have a lot of, he's my senator, yeah. and I have a lot of respect for the work that he does, and we're not going to agree on everything. This is politics. And I think that he and I see eye to eye on a, a prosperous, vibrant future with a strong yeah. middle class for Providence. But other Democrat leaders are running away from defund the police. Are you running away from that? I'm not running away. Just 30 away. seconds. I'm not running away. I understand what we have to do to ensure that we have a responsive, accountable police department, and we're also investing in our youth and our communities to make sure that Providence is safe for the long term. Good luck, and thanks for coming in. Thank you so much, Eugene. Gonzalo Cuervo, see you around the city.